He is Bobby Hensley. I am Sean Styers. We're two guys talking sports movies, and we're kind of going off the beaten path a little bit with this movie this week. Well, yeah, that's what you wanted. You wanted to do something that wasn't a baseball movie. Yeah, so we did. We, we, you might even say we had to dig into Obscure Sports Quarterly oh, to get this subject. Yeah. I'm glad you've been watching the Ocho. <laughs> yeah, that's right. ESPN 8. The movie is Dodgeball, a true underdog story. By the way, I'll, well, let's just get to this. The reason we're doing this, it's far from a traditional sports movie, obviously, but it's a movie I've <laughs> loved since it was released in 2004. I actually saw it at the Dollar Theater and can still remember some of the first laughs I had watching <laughs> this movie. But the reason we decided to do it is Rip Torn, who played the older version of Patches O'Houlihan, the guy in the wheelchair, the guy who talks like this. The, the, the dodgeball king of all dodgeball kings, he died recently. So we said, hey, let's pay a little homage to Rip Torn. Let's do dodgeball. At least in real life, he didn't get killed by the luck of the Irish. <laughs> That's right. Just in the movie. Didn't have two tons of irony <laughs> drop on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. You know, a great career, but dodgeball, probably his best movie. I think so. And he, he did uh, the HBO show, the Larry Sanders show with Gary Shandling. Gary was kind of an 80s favorite of mine. I don't know if you ever got into Gary Shandling. And, and that's, a lot of this stuff, come, the, the wheelhouse comes around the mid-90s when you were still a young pup. But Gary Shandling was, was doing his show. He had a show called The Gary Shandling Show in the 80s, which I also liked. It was a little different. But Rip Torn played the producer on The Larry Sanders Show for Gary Shandling, who essentially was doing a Leno, Johnny Carson-type talk show. And then that catapulted him into the movie Dodgeball? I guess so. I mean, it's where most of us probably know him from. He was a guy who was around for a long time. But So anyway, we get into this, the vehicle to lay out everything <laughs> in Dodgeball. They start off with the Globo Gym commercial. Sure. And so you get the gist right away of, of good versus evil, I guess, in this would you call it a slapstick comedy? Ooh, I don't know. I was going to ask you how you wanted to really describe it. That You talk about the good versus evil, which is kind of funny because I guess on purpose they changed Christine Taylor, who plays the love interest in the movie. Mm -hmm. They change her outfits throughout the first several scenes you see her. That's true. You see her in a lot of different ways, don't you? Because she starts in all dark clothing, and then a few scenes in she's wearing all white to indicate going from evil to good. Right. So the vehicle that they use to lay this out, you've got the Globo. It starts off with a Globo gym commercial and it is the epitome of sports or or fitness excess i guess it's the big glitzy glam satire gym. on it yeah even. exactly there's a lot of satire in this but the antagonist is white goodman played by ben stiller at globo gym we understand ugliness and fatness are genetic disorders it's only your fault if you don't hate yourself enough to do something <laughs> about it that is straight from the words of white goodman wearing his Kind of a, a, a glorified wrestling singlet kind of thing. And, of course, he's got a, a, a puffed-up version of himself in the front. Yeah. Um, Perfect. You know, he kind of played the same character in the movie Heavyweights. I, I never saw Heavyweights. Oh, this is the first time in our podcast <laughs> that we've mentioned a movie that I've seen that you haven't. <laughs> yeah. But he well, goes, most of mine are good movies that you haven't seen. Well, when you're classic to some extent. When you're growing up in the 90s, Heavyweights was a great movie. Okay, But he plays the same type, so. an over-the-top exercise guru who's trying to whip these kids into shape and make money, and same type of guy as White Goodman. Yep. So in this commercial, we see how White transformed himself from overweight fried chicken eater to buff 
gym owner, and he's, uh, again, very in-your-face about it and everything. And then we get Pete LaFleur's Average Joes. And, of course, Pete LaFleur is played by Vince Vaughn. It's a rundown on the verge of going under Jim that's just across the street from Globo Jim. The bank is going to foreclose unless they come up, pay fifty grand to pay the mortgage within the next 30 the second days. second mortgage. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. So we meet all the, the main characters in the first five minutes or so of the movie. We get we get the gist of who everyone is, where they are, and the whole thing. Yeah, I watching this movie back, it's only an hour and a half movie. I guess most <laughs> comedies are shorter. So uh, it was nice to see how quickly you get to meet everybody and you get right into the plot. I don't know about you, but taking my notes for this movie was just a lot different because, again, this is more slapstick comedy with built around dodgeball and, and off the path sport. But by the way, this also, this movie kind of created a dodgeball craze around the country, I felt like. You saw a lot of dodgeball tournaments and things like that going on. A lot of people got into dodgeball. Did you play dodgeball much when you were in school? Sure. We played several different versions of dodgeball even. but Were you allowed to actually hit each other with the ball by the time you were playing dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think I remember something later in life that you couldn't hit somebody in the head. Yeah. And I think even that, I don't think we were supposed to hit each other in the head when I was playing it in the late 70s. Yeah, but if I saw a kid like you, I would try to hit him in the head. Of course. Why not? Look, you but, turned out okay. But yeah, but <laughs> but I, I felt like there was a big dodgeball craze, and, and it's still going on to some extent, not as not as much as it was 15 years ago when this came out. But a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of teenage groups... Started doing a lot of dodgeball events after this one. When they even they had a national league until 2017 with teams around the country that would play each other. There you go. So and still had a finals in Vegas and th- everything. This is also really to me. This is the comedy wheelhouse for Vince Vaughn in kind of in this era because 2003 he did Old School, and then right on the heels of Old School, he does Starsky and Hutch and Anchorman. In the same year as he does this, Dodgeball, and then 2005, Wedding Crashers, and then he has smaller roles in Mr. and Mrs. Smith and and Be Cool. And then it's, to me, it's really kind of hit and miss. As, as He's tried some comedies since then. I don't feel like any of them have touched like the old school Wedding Crashers Dodgeball phase of his career. Yeah, well, you mentioned Starsky and Hutch. I didn't think that was very funny, so. Well, I mean, it, was, it I, wasn't great, but again, you had Ben Stiller, you had... Yeah. You had uh, was it Owen Wilson yeah. who was in that? So, I mean, old school definitely brought them all. You know, uh, Vince Vaughn's first movie credit was the movie Rudy. Was it really? I didn't realize that was the very first one. He'd been in a couple TV shows, and he was in another movie uncredited, but his first actual movie was Rudy. Yeah. And so in any way... But yeah, that is his comedy. I think Wedding Crashers was probably one of the best comedies of the last 30 years, so anybody in that one... Obviously, that's going to be the peak of their comedy. And that's one my wife, if it comes on, there are a lot of stupid comedies. What I can, <laughs> what I classify as stupid comedies, this being one of them, Dodgeball. I mean, right. let's be honest, yeah. old school. But Wedding Crashers, if it comes on, and it's on a lot these days, it seems like, on cable TV, my wife will, will sit there and watch it. I can't say the same about old school and Dodgeball in these kind of movies. Yeah, uh, Wedding Crashers definitely, but Vince Vaughn's character in that I kind of didn't like. You didn't like it? Well, let's let's not but get yeah, on that okay, tangent. Yeah. But. So taking notes for this was a lot less about sort of 
real criticism, critique, or plot, or any of that kind of stuff. To me, it's like I've got a ton of lines. From this I was going to say that's what I found myself writing down more than anything was just the lines that I liked. We can get right into that. I started writing down lines too, and then I realized almost every single scene of the first maybe thirty minutes, I Quotable. found a line. Or quote, and I'm like, okay, I got to really pump the brakes on this because the whole thing will just be me reading the movie out loud. I mean, you see my, all of these, I've got a full sheet So you didn't stop. You just lines. kept going. That's great. I did. You I realized did. it was going to be too much, but you kept going. That's good. I mean, the motto of Globo Gym, here at Globo Gym, we're better than you and we know it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. The, if you want to really get critical, the only critical thing I had for the movie is that all the characters play to their character very well the whole time. They do. Justin Long, who plays Justin, sure. the, the, the kid who's in high school. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But, I mean, that's essentially his character in most everything he plays. Right. <laughs> and Vince Vaughn, if you want to critique Vince Vaughn a little bit, with the exception of maybe Starsky and Hutch, because he's more the bad guy in that one, but in those other movies that we mentioned, he's kind of the same guy right. in most of the, those. I don't care, going to do the best I can. Yeah, ad-libbing yeah. and, oh, and mumbles. the whole thing. Kind of back to swingers. And that was... Right. After Rudy, Swingers was was the big thing that he and John Favreau did. But then it took a few years, six, well, they, seven years, before he kind of got to this stage of his career. And they career. met Favreau at the movie Rudy. There you go. That's yeah. right. They were in it together. A lot of these movies have a lot of similar connections. Yeah. One of the Vince Vaughn lines, in some cases, there are two somebodies for one person. I like to call that the jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Why is that so funny? Come on. <laughs> what do you have? Favorite uh, lines? Well, one of my favorite lines is uh, when they walk in for their first dodgeball practice. It was bad morning, boss. And uh, Vince Vaughn looks at him and goes, that's usually followed by a good night, Dwight. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you want to become a cheerleader to prove that you're not a loser? I knew, you would, I knew you'd go to this one. I, I mean, it's funny. I saw that quote. And I'm like, yeah, I guess yeah. high school's changed since I was in it. I, again, there's, there's, a little more, there's a little more PC stuff <laughs> these days, right? I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of less than PC stuff. In this movie, because it's 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 just raunchy slapstick, funny. So I know we're kind of we'll just go. Well, one thing that I thought that I'd learned about this movie that I forgot is how raunchy it was. Yeah, like I knew it was funny, but I always thought it was like a PG humor, and it had me blood and semen. Yeah, which is a throwback (laughs) to Jerry Maguire, right? I guess so. Yeah, you had me at hello. You had me at blood and semen. You had me at blood and semen because everyone, I think everyone, probably was still maybe quoting to some extent. You had me at hello. Right, so from Jerry Maguire. Throw yeah. to that. Some of your other favorite lines? <laughs> Mine, I kept pretty PC. So, like uh, the where he goes L for love when his wife's <laughs> over on the sideline. L for love. Yeah. Oh, L for love, honey. <laughs> yeah. uh, if an impromptu car wash doesn't raise the fifty grand we need to save this place, <laughs> I guess just it just wasn't in the cards. Right, which is making fun of every movie ever. Yeah, and now the whole car wash scene is one of my favorites, and he's. Well, the only guy we got is that same guy who keeps driving through and having Justin clean his truck. <laughs> uh, let's try to have some fun. I'm going to go put on the thong song, and we'll tear this place apart. <laughs> After they decide that they're going to give up on not. Well, you do have a bunch of quotes, because we aren't even 10 minutes in the movie yet. I'm going, man. Well, I just I, We're going to get all these in here. All right, what's the point. next one? Just keep going. Do you have one? I have several more, but your list is longer than mine. Well, just hit some. Okay. Remember, dodgeball it. Remember, dodgeball is a game of violence, exclusion, and degradation. <laughs> that is uh, so, Hank Azaria from when they when they go back 
Should we lay out more plot, or do you? Are, are you? What do you want to do with this? Because people, again, people the structure don't... of this podcast and this movie is completely different from any sports movie that we'll probably well, the, do the for, that we've done so far. We'll do the rest of the way. The structure of this podcast, as we start talking, we try to go in order, and we just skip around anyway. <laughs> so I don't know why you keep asking. It's a very good point. So just keep going. Then. Well, okay, then I'm going to go off the side because one of the things we always bring up is does this hold up? And one thing I was laughing at was how they were treating the kids in that video very much making fun of how it's changed to 2004 well, when this movie came out yeah that's that's true because they, they were kind of uh, again i mean when you go back you've got when they're trying to decide if they're going to play dodgeball justin who's the high school kid justin long he says hey we had this film that we saw in pe class and we learned all about dodgeball and they, the other guy goes can you get your hands on that film and so justin gets the <laughs> you film. the impressions today <laughs> And so Justin gets the film, and they're they're watching the film, and you essentially go back to the 1950s, and you've got strapping patches of Hulahan, the Hank Azaria character, and he's and he's sitting there, and there's a a little kid, Timmy, and it's all in black and white and, and grainy film, and they essentially lay out the structure of what dodgeball is, and, and I mean that is that's. When we talk about favorite scenes, that's probably one of my favorite scenes because, again, you, you've you got the satire. You're poking fun at the whole thing. Dodgeball is, is a game of violence, exclusion, and degradation. No teacher was ever going to tell you that, but at its core, that is obviously what dodgeball and then is. The, the next line after that was, so be sure to pick all the big athletic kids <laughs> on your right. team so you can pick on the weak ones like this guy. And they throw the ball at his face. That's right. And Well, Hey Timmy, you want to take a break from that lead-based paint? <laughs> yeah. So I think all, so most of that holds up because they're making fun of how different the times are between 2004 and 1954 when that video yeah. was the copyright at the end. I wrote down two things about that scene. One, wow, 24 minutes in, and Sean just had his favorite scene because <laughs> I knew you were. You gonna, knew that was going to be yeah. it, huh? Yeah. I, I like how you're thinking about me when you're. It's taking unfortunate. Your notes. I wish I wasn't. <laughs> And then the other thing is I went and found a goof in it just to make it uh, not as great. So the copyright says 1954 in that film, and there's an American flag in there that has 50 stars, and they didn't have 50 until 1959. Oh, so good catch. Plot hole good there. Catch. Well, Unless they knew the future back then. I mean, I, I do because, again, <laughs> you've got the five Ds of dodgeball, oh, dodge, yeah. duck, dip, dive, and dodge. So you've got dodge in there twice among the five Ds. But then also, if you notice, the ADAA, which which uh, patches Ohulan, he was the seven-time ADAA That's impressive. all-star player. We'll have to have a different talk about if he was the greatest ever at some point. Yeah. Was he better than Jordan? The American Dodgeball Association of America. So you've got some ironic redundancy right. in there where, again, they're obviously poking fun at the whole thing. They're not taking this thing seriously by any means. ADAA? That's the American Dodgeball Association of America. Dodgeball is played with six players on each team and six rubber balls. The object of the game is to eliminate the opposing players. Once all the players on one team are eliminated, the opposing team wins. Wow, I can't wait to get the fellows together and play. Whoa, whoa. Hang on a second there, sport. Patches O'Hulahan. That's right, Timmy. Patches O'Hulahan. Seven-time ADAA All-Star is here to take you the rest of the way. Jeepers. Really? You betcha, champ. If you catch a ball that's thrown at you before it hits the ground, then the player who threw that ball is out, not you. 
Plus, another player from your team gets to come back into the game. It's a two-player swing. Gee, thanks, Patches. I can't wait to start my own team at school. boy, Tiger. But remember, dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. So, when you're picking players in gym class, remember to pick the bigger, stronger kids for your team. That way, you can all gang up on the weaker ones, like Winston here. <laughs> nice one, son. You'll be an all-star yet. Just remember the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Well, every line that Ben Stiller has in this movie is redundant <laughs> or playing That's off true. of it, which is enjoyable. That's true, too. So let's go back to another line. I have one where they're at the bar, and he sees, uh, what's her name in the movie? Christine Taylor. His wife, by the way, Kate, in real life. Kate Veach. Yeah, Kate Veach. He sees Kate sitting with Peter LaFleur at the bar, and he says something, and she goes, well, I'm not on the clock. He goes, well, how convenient for you. And the clock. And the clock. <laughs> yeah. Uh Good luck. I'm sure you won't regret this decision forever. That jumps a little bit. Lance Armstrong, when what? they run into each other. And that's, you mentioned it when we were going back and forth leading up to this, that probably, it's hard to get past Lance Armstrong now and what the whole thing became. Because 2004, he's at his peak and he, and he kind of gets a little preachy to Pete LaFleur a little bit about the <laughs> fact that, hey, I overcame three different kinds of cancer and now I'm out there winning the Tour de France. Well, of course, it wasn't, what, maybe less than 10 years later. We found out just exactly when Lance Armstrong finally admitted to how he won the Tour de France so many times. Well, I, th I like the way we're doing this show today because you get all the lines and then we can dovetail into other things. Sure. Because this is, one, what bugs me, and two, what I don't think holds up about the movie. Okay. I, you can't cut that scene out, and it's funny, but wow, what a choice for somebody to... And at that time, that was probably the safest choice they could have possibly made for a star athlete. Yeah. Overcoming things. It was that a great be, cameo, Yeah, really, when you think of it. Because especially back then, because Armstrong is at his peak. You've got all these other guys. Ben Stiller was probably the best-known actor in this whole thing. Vince Vaughn was still... I knew who Vince Vaughn was really from old school. Right. That's but where he, he still exploded a year earlier. Developing. But yeah, he was still, everyone else were, were essentially character actors. Steven Root, who plays the, the you know, the the elf or loser with, with the mail order bride and all that kind of stuff. He's really been just a character actor for his whole career, but he's played some pretty funny stuff. He was in news radio, right. if you ever watched that yeah. in the 90s. Well, But that's how all those people were. They were all bit roles and different things. And mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, that's kind of the role they played in this is the role they played in that. Yeah. Like Justin Long. Great ensemble that, that played well together. Right. It's kind of like could have been the same crew from old school. You know, it's just those guys that just are on the side that you're like, wait, what did I see them in? And then you have to look back and they're in like 110 movies. Yeah. But, and when we, when we talk about Rip Torn, so Rip Torn, they're – the group is deciding whether or not they're going to get into this dodgeball tournament so that they can save average Joes. They have to win a, a qualifier to get to Vegas to the national tournament. So they go and they inadvertently win this qualifier. It's just them and Girl Scout Troop 417. Was it actually called Girl Scouts? I didn't even. Yeah, 
I'm the not troop sure. 417. Just troop 417. Because then the line was, oh, we got to beat a bunch of Boy Scouts to make it. Yeah. And then somebody goes, well, it's not Boy Scouts. <laughs> it turns out to be a troop of girls. So the girls actually Mostly. beat them. But then just as they're announcing the winner, we find out that Bernice used PEDs and a beaver tranquilizer. <laughs> so they got disqualified, the, the random urine test. And so. Gosh darn it, Bernice. Yeah. So they That's go celebrate. Line. They go celebrate at the bar that they've won the qualifier. They're going to get to go to Vegas, have a chance to win the fifty grand, and then Dwight and his band of goons yeah. <laughs> walk in and ruin the celebration. They get into a little, little back and forth, and then so on his way out of the bar, Pete Lafleur runs into this old guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm your new dodgeball coach, Rip Torn. A couple of different things happen in this whole thing. I ain't crazy and I, I ain't, ain't a, a man. Guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I ain't yeah. crazy and I ain't a guy. Huh? <laughs> One of the uh, again, it's 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 on my list because because Vince is because Patches kind of goes through this whole thing and of course he looks like a nut job. He's wearing an old leather coat that looks like a World War II or Korean War jacket maybe, and he's in a wheelchair. Which is he's a throwback to the Hank Azaria character. Yeah, in exactly. The... He was wearing the yeah. he was wearing it in there, and so. Patches just randomly says, I'm your new dodgeball coach. And they go through this this whole thing, and and Vince is like, okay, crazy guy. I'm I'm leaving here. And then Patches, I ain't crazy, and I ain't Name a guy. guy. Yeah. And so he ends up being the dodgeball coach, which leads to the next scene where Patches comes in, and he's about to put the team through its paces, and he whips out a bag of wrenches. And what does he say after he gets that bag out? If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And then what does he do? He heaves those wrenches. And, and again, watching this, because my son is like, how old is he at this time? Seven or eight years old. My dad was there as well. We were watching this thing. And when he chucked that wrench, was it Justin Long who yep. gets hit first? Great physical comedy, by the way. Sure. From Justin Long. But yeah. So he chucks the wrench. It hits him in the head. He's we about fell out of our chairs <laughs> laughing in the dollar theater watching that. You're going to learn to be true dodgeballers. Then you've got to learn the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. If you master the five D's, no amount of balls on earth can hit you. Quibbing, go ahead. Me or... Yeah, um, shouldn't we, like... Learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us, or that's what this sack of wrenches is for. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh! 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 <laughs> Any other questions? Oh my God! Yeah, uh, Patches, are you sure that this is completely necessary? Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Okay. And if you're going to lead this squad to the floor, you've got to learn to do the dance in the dark. So I guess the, the first wrench, they were all rubber wrenches, supposedly, but the... He I got, would hope so. He got hit with one in the eye and had to get like stitches in his eye because they were rubber. But it, the first one that hit him was hit thrown too hard, and he actually had to have medical attention for it. Yeah. So those wrenches, pretty powerful. 
Well, I would I would think so. And then it's if you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> I had if you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, and then dodge traffic, dodge a ball. All right. And he gets hit twice. I've hit so many of my favorite lines. No, so just go no ahead, you're doing jump great. I'm really proud of you. Well, I mean, you knew there were a lot of – I mean, that's that's really what this whole movie is. It's a series of one-liners and just just delivered so well through the whole thing. They get to – well, of course, when White goes to Catherine's house and he okay. he, he – yeah, tells her that the the bank has fired her from his account because he said he had because he's like, well, I have to push it quicker than Mother Nature wanted, <laughs> right? Because he knew that she'd fall in love with yep. him eventually. So Pete Lafleur shows up and shoes him off, and he threatens violence and and uh, the White Goodman line: "Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody, nobody." <laughs> then they go in the house and. Turns There's, out Kate's a little weird. She's got a house full of unicorns. You don't have a house full of unicorns? Would, you strike me as a unicorn guy. Would you have stuck around if the girl had a house full of unicorns? Well, th- that part was weird anyway because he just kind of like rushes himself inside before he's invited. Yeah. So maybe if she knew he was coming in, she would have removed all the unicorns from the living room. Right. No, I don't think I could stay. I think that'd be a deal breaker right there. Las Vegas, a city where you can get a happy ending, but only if you pay a little extra. That's in the open to when they get to Vegas to the national tournament. And that is, which one is that? That is Cotton McKnight, played by Gary Cole, another really good character actor. He was in Talladega Nights, played the deadbeat dad right. in Talladega Nights. The, I wrote down for my favorite character were the announcers for the movie. They are, because really, like when I look at other favorite scenes because a lot of the scenes don't last long enough i guess i'd have to say if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball that scene sure is pretty good yeah but really all of the the live dodgeball scenes on espn espn 8 the ocho with pepper brooks played by jason bateman and cotton mcknight played by gary cole those scenes are all great because of the commentary that you get from those guys yeah i think every single line they have almost made me laugh and i didn't realize you always ask what something i learned from this movie or like that i didn't know about the movie going in i didn't realize because i haven't watched this movie in a long time but that was jason bateman because i don't think oh, I, you didn't realize that i don't think first? i watched anything with jason bateman until way later in life so i didn't associate him with dodgeball well and that was when you when you talk about that was kind of the start of the renaissance, really, of Jason Bateman. Because uh, you, you go back and you look at his IMDb credits. He had just started Arrested Development, the series, in 2003. So the year before that, he's probably doing dodgeball in the intermission from Arrested Development. So he was still kind of making his way back because he was a child star, did Silver Spoons in the early 80s, and then he was on another sitcom, Valerie, in the in the mid to late 80s, and early 90s, and then really he had a big, like a 15-year, almost 15-year span where he really wasn't doing much. And so then all of a sudden he shows up as kind of the the -the off-the-wall Pepper Brooks, the dodgeball commentator (laughs) in this. And all of his, again, it's all one-line stuff, but everything is just delivered. And we'll get our first glimpse of the average Joe squad sporting some unwieldy uniforms. I feel like I'm watching a share video, Cotton. Oh, you see the feel that? Oh, what, Cotton? Right in his beak. It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story, turning average Joes into the proverbial pumpkin. I sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. 
Average Joe's wins in a shocking upset. I feel shocked. I can't believe it. It's just not believable, Cotton. What do you think, Ben? Cotton, hey, I spoke with White Goodman before today's match, and he told me that his team really wants to win this one. I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. It's all up to Average Joe's youngest member. He's got to make a play here, Pepper. Ah, uh, word, Cotton. Looks like it's going to be a two-on-one, a menage a trois of pain. Usually, you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to witness the greatest happening in sport. Sudden death dodgeball. Pepper needs new shorts. Oh. So perfectly. When you bring up uh, Arrested Development, a lot of these characters, or not characters, a lot of these actors were in Arrested Development. Ben Stiller was in it. His wife was in it. Steve the Pirate was in it. Obviously, Jason Bateman was in it. Yeah. And I forget which episode, but I guess there's one episode where three people from this movie were in Arrested Development. Yeah. So, And he's also, of course, Jason Bateman now, really, since Arrested Vel Development in this has taken off. He was also in Starsky and Hutch. He was the lawyer in Starsky and Hutch. He did Couples Retreat also with Vince Vaughn in 2009, but he's done the Horrible Bosses right. franchise he's done. He's on Big Star on Netflix right now with Ozarks. the TV show Ozark. Have you watched any yeah. of that? Good good series. He was the dad in Juno, a little bit smaller role, but an important he role. He did uh, Office Christmas Party, which had a weird yep. cast, but yep. he always plays the straight guy in it. So this period, yeah. probably maybe Arrested Development had more to do with it, but really, I mean, boom, he has taken off. In a, in a completely different light since then. And he's another one that my wife really likes. But uh, um, so many good lines <laughs> that he has. One of them that – see, obviously, everyone remembers the line, I think. I still hear it sometimes amongst my friends. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off <laughs> for him. right. Because they were going to forfeit. forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one is uh, Ouch Town Population U. Yep. Pepper needs new shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel shocked. <laughs> Because Gary Cole had just said something about, I am shocked, and Pepper, I feel shocked. He goes, that's very shocking. <laughs> Why? Well, I feel shocked. Or like when he ties the thing around his eyes, he's not going to be able to see at all. Yep. Um, I feel like I'm watching a share video. Yeah, because they have the, the, the first time they come out and they've got the S&M uniforms on by mistake. By mistake, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other Pepper Cutting lines written down here. Well, I, I guess the one where what it's a it's a it's a two for one swing. Usually you pay extra for that. Yeah, cotton. Yeah, it's a yeah it's a menage a trois of dodgeball. Usually you pay extra for that. Yeah, that's when it's um two people events. Was it Justin that was left? Yeah, and they had two from Globo Gym or something. Right. Well, then another line. Uh, the, I thought you'd appreciate them. Surprise, you haven't brought up yet. Yeah. Based off our last episode, was there was what was the best line from a league of their own? There's no crying in baseball? He says there's no crying in breast milk. I don't even remember that. Or don't cry in the breast milk. There's no crying in the breast milk. When, when was this? I don't remember that. So it's right after she doesn't want to play dodgeball with him. Okay. She starts to walk out. And they're like, man, she would have been great. Like, oh, there's no crying in breast milk. Let's get back to work. <laughs> so it's a Rip Van Torn line. Uh, some other lines. They don't really make a sorry your dodgeball coach just got crushed by two tons of irony Hallmark card. Yeah. Because that was just after they won... The semifinals, which, by the way, was part of really the only montage. Well, I in the another movie. thing I watched We've very montages to see if there's any montage. If there was ever yeah. going to be, and I didn't think there was, and I had forgotten because they essentially montaged between Average Joe's and Globo Gym. What about three games for each of them? 
to get to the championship. So they get to the championship, and then Pepper says something about, oh, I guess the luck of the Irish is with average Joes because they've got Patches O'Houlihan with them. So then they're in the casino. They're the drinking. next sign is, or the next scene is a tight shot of that sign, and they're walking through the casino. And Big it zooms overhead out. sign that says "Luck of the Irish," and it falls and and kills, kills their Patches coach. O'Houlihan. Yeah, tragically. But that so he had already gotten the scar from Patches, and that bugs me because the best player on the team is supposed to be Peter Lafleur. <laughs> How many times I w- I tried to look it up. How many times did he get knocked out of the dodgeball games and his teammates had to save him? That's true. Almost every game. Because he was the, supposed to be their best guy. And technically, the last game, he almost got knocked out twice. Because yeah. the, they caught the ball, he came back in, then he almost lost it for him at the end if it wasn't for the foot fault. Yep. So that bugs me. I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you thought that I think that I once was. <laughs> when they're in the hotel, White goes in there. He's waiting for Peter in the hotel. Michelle, by the way, goes to the restroom, and <laughs> Peter... Can you close that door for all of us? Can you close that door for all of us, baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, so White bribes Peter with a hundred grand because the the jackpot was going to be fifty grand, obviously, to win this whole thing. White bribes him with a hundred grand to throw it. Peter's going to take off, but the twist obviously happens uh, at the spoiler. end when Peter bets the hundred grand on average Joe's. That's a pretty good wager to make that you're going to win the whole thing. No, that, none of this makes sense because he was very but, set on not playing. So when did he make that wager? Yeah. Well, you do remember the Helsinki episode of 1919, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> which probably was a reference to the Black Sox scandal. Yeah, could could be. Yeah, yeah. But so then he's at the bar drinking. See, I guess I didn't I didn't look very far for any of these quotes being tied to anything. But you've got a lot of good potential. What? references in there well even when he says nobody makes me bleed my own blood was a homage to the simpsons which had hank azaria who said you made me bleed my own blood which is an episode i guess it was famous with nelson the bully it's like there's a lot of references through this that they were thrown back to that you didn't get that's okay though that's a good point or i guess at the movie's ending when white goodman commits a footfall he's going on and on about how he's working his butt off and it I guess that's all based off of Jimmy Connors thing from 1991, the oh, U.S. Yeah. Open. Yeah, I'm, I'm working my butt off at it. Yeah, that was definitely Jimmy Connors. And he goes, I'm out here for 39 years old, work my butt off, and you make a call like that. Yeah. That's what he said. Yep, exactly. Um, and then obviously they had a couple that um, down goes Goodman, down goes Goodman. Yeah, down goes Frazier. Right. But then uh, and then I, another one that was like, do you believe in unlikelihoods? Yes. Yeah. Which is, do you believe in miracles? Yep. They, I, I like just before... The sudden death that they were going to do. You've got Lafleur against White Goodman. They're standing there at midcourt talking to each other, and the last thing that Pete Lafleur says to White <laughs> Goodman is, "White, you look awful fat in those pants." Yeah, <laughs> and he gets into his head, basically. And then the next line is, "A lot of this is about mental, uh, mental. I don't know what they call it, right. but they say that that's exactly what he was doing." Yep. So, did your opinion of this movie change at all? After watching it again? No, I don't think so. I thought it was funny, but the only thing that changed in my opinion is I forgot how raunchy it was. And then it kind of digs a little bit deeper into all that kind of stuff. Well, and it's... Or maybe I just didn't get it when it was 2004. I wonder I wonder how much, with every movie that you watch like this, how much would not make it into a movie today? Huh. I Well, a movie like this, I don't know. I think most of it comes back in because there's still some comedies out there, and they get away with it because they say it's a comedy or they say it's irony or satire. So they can still put a lot more in than they would normally. 
I'm just not sure if it could be quite this bold. You know, and then like, I think most of the Peter LaFleur stuff's fine. Maybe some of the Patches of Houlihan actually would have to be cut out. And this is a PG-13 movie, and that's what I was trying to think. I, I didn't think it was rated R, but you do have some R-rated comedies. PG-13, right on the verge. But I don't rem- I, I don't think there are really, while, while you do have some raunch, I don't think there are really F-bombs in this movie, right? Right. It was just more sexual innuendo yeah. than it was F-bombs or anything. Exactly. But there's still... Well, then, the, I mean, you want to really talk about it, sure, all those issues, but then there's also the concussion issues, and now they glorify the <laughs> headshots and the violence in the too. movie. That's true, too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think... I, I, I do think that I enjoyed it quite a bit. This is one that I hadn't seen in a while, but one that I have seen... Uh, quite often before, but I I still enjoyed it and just chuckling, writing down a lot of the. It was it was hard to get all the lines written down because there were just so many of them. When there was a couple of times where I wrote down part of a line and then I hit play again and then I'm like, oh no, nope, yeah, right into another line. So it's part of it, yeah, exactly. Is then, it in your top five sports movies all time? Well, as dodgeball sport. I mean, I know we're doing this as if a sports gonna, movie. If we're actually going to classify this as a sports movie, I would say yes. Surprisingly, oh, wow. but I don't. I mean, I don't think we're considering this a true sports movie. Well, then it we're can't, more, be, then it can't be my top five sports movies. So why are we even doing this podcast? Then? I'll just hit delete and we'll start over. <laughs> we're going to the obscure sports quarterly. Anything you know? The probably one. My only real beef with it, and again, it's like you have to you have to really look to find beefs with this whole thing. Steve the pirate would would a guy walking down. The strip in Vegas with a pirate outfit on. Would he really attract that much attention? I mean, it's Vegas. I, th- I thought of this. Two things from this. One, the guy that throws the milkshake at him uh-huh. is the director of the movie. Is he really? So that's his cameo in it. Okay. So fun little fact there. Two, I wrote down that he was my least favorite character. Yeah. Because I- he, uh, he's a pirate, but... Don't you think his whole life people probably tell him, hey, you're not really a pirate. Really How a stupid, pirate, Steve. So then he hears it one more time and he goes off the edge and, and dresses him normal. Over yeah. Steve. Yeah. By the way, you're not a pirate. Yeah, that your drunk friend. Like if, if a friend tells you something, then maybe you let it go. I So that bugs me. I don't know. His character. Well, and the other thing, Justin Long, the Justin character and his love thing with with Amber, the cheerleader, and he had tried out for cheerleading a year before, and he didn't make <laughs> Historically it. Historically failed. Yes, <laughs> historically. <laughs> and that's something, again, like, does that make it into a movie today? But at the same time, so he goes in and flawlessly does this cheerleading routine, and they just happen to be there, by the way, at the cheerleading competition in Las Vegas at the same time. It's but, not a documentary, Sean. It's no, a movie. But So he had tried out for the cheerleading team a year before, didn't go very well, and now a year later, he knows the routine and he gets through it flawlessly and helps him win a national championship. You're going to make me defend this, and I will. So just because he failed the tryout doesn't mean he couldn't have nailed the routine. He had been practicing over and over. That's why he joined the gym. Ah, the only reason he failed the routine is because his partner wasn't at the same level that he probably was. Yeah, uh, I liked when Amber, Justin, I love you. And then Justin's kind of waving it in white. Jody loves Chachi. (laughs) (laughs) After he's out. That's right. Yeah, that's a good line. (laughs) Any casting changes you would make to this thing? I try to always think of that, and I don't think I would. Also because they wrote with these people in mind for these roles. So the fact that that's what they wrote to, I don't think it's hard to recast that because 
that's what the director and writer wanted. I think so as well. I, I think you had a, a, a great cast. No one's ever going to confuse this with an Academy Award nomination by any means. Well, but, but just for, for pure slapstick and some raunch comedy, I think this was a perfect cast. It's not a real award show, suppose I guess, but MTV Movie Awards named uh, White Goodman Best Villain of the Year. Did they? For 2004. I like that. Uh, ben Stiller has always been so much better playing a caricature-type character than just a, a typical run-of-the-mill, whatever the character happens to be. He's much better in these kind of spoof roles than he is with other stuff. I agree. He's just good at the comedy. Yeah. Good for him for trying to branch out, I guess, but <laughs> stay in your lane. Well, and I, I mean, he he was probably the most well-known of any any of the characters by far, this, any of the actors in this, well, the, with, with, maybe with the exception of Jason Bateman. But again, it's like in 2004, you're seeing Jason Bateman. And it's like, oh, Jason Bateman, nice that's kind he's of getting funny. work. Yeah, yeah, he's doing something. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of movie studios pass on this movie. And the only reason that uh, was it Century Fox agreed to it is because Ben Stiller finally l- lowered his pay for the movie. Oh, really? Because he was asking for too much money, which is funny because the movie ended up making a bunch of money. Oh, man. No I think kidding. it was like $120 million its gross since Is this then. Ben Stiller's best movie? Where do you put this? To me, I, I'd say, yeah, it's Ben Stiller's best movie. I didn't like some of his other work. Sometimes I think he's too over the top, whereas I think the foil of... Um, Zoolander. See, I wasn't a huge fan of the Zoolanders. I wasn't either. By the way, I just saw... Did you see this on IMDb? Zoolander 2? Dodgeball 2 apparently is in the works. <laughs> so there's, wrote, a pr- there's a production credit for Ben Stiller on Dodgeball 2 because we've been at the edge of our seats waiting on this for so long. Which is funny because I wrote that down as well, and then I researched a little bit more. Apparently that's been hanging out there since like 2010, oh, 2011. Really? So maybe they're waiting for somebody to say yes. But, but I mean, really, that's Hollywood doesn't make these kind of comedies anymore. Because everything is about either the superhero genre or you've got a little bit more serious type stuff. The comedy is a lot harder to get made these days, it seems like. And how do you spin this then with all the same characters? Because the way I see it, it's almost like an Ocean's 12 type thing where you bring the villain (laughs) from one and they actually join together in the next one. Yeah. Like what, do they have another dodgeball team the next year because there's a third gym and then you have White and Vince Vaughn going together to beat them? Like, what do you want in another one? That's very true. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking through Ben Stiller's credits. He's got the Zoolanders, Tropic Thunder. Were you a fan of Tropic Thunder? Did you see Tropic <sighs> yeah, Thunder? Yeah, it was okay. Like, Again, it's, it's not PC, but I, I think that if you're going to watch that with a PC lens, you're missing the point because, again, they're spoofing things. It, it's more satire than actual taking things literally. That's why I think this movie could happen again because you have that as your scapegoat. You just can't go too far with it. He did The Secret Wife Life of Walter Mitty. That got Yeah. I mean That wasn't bad. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was great by any means, but he did things like The Heartbreak Kid, I think Night at the Museum. He did some rom-coms that were okay. I think his you could dog Dodgeball might be my favorite, but I'm trying to think of another one. Meet the Parents might be my favorite Ben Stiller movie. Yeah, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. I liked Meet the Parents, but again, I don't think it was as good. Once as it went to sequel, I wasn't, I wasn't nearly in on it quite as much. But yeah, this is his wheelhouse. The this yeah. kind of just dumb comedy, satire comedy 
is his wheelhouse, but you just don't see nearly as many of these getting made these days. What I also like about this movie is it's not like a Tom Cruise effect where they're trying to make him look taller or look more athletic. <laughs> yeah, or look, that's right. Like they actually bring Michelle in, or is that his name, to look like this giant house yeah. of a man that dwarfs him every time. Yep. But you don't actually question it because it's dodgeball. It's not a real sport. And then at the end, after everything is over with, because White's self-confidence has been totally crushed, he is back to eating fried chicken and yeah. pizza, and he is ballooned up yeah. at the end. Do you think he Maybe could, that's where the sequel is. Say, he's he's think, trying to get back in shape or something. Or does he become the coach? Could yeah. he be the rip-torn? Would Vince Vaughn do this again? I think you've got to have both White and Vince Vaughn. You've got to have both of them that's why if, I, if, you're, if there's going to be a sequel. I feel like sometimes in his movies, Ben Stiller goes a little too over the top, but in this one, Vince Vaughn, that lackadaisical attitude balances it out so well that they play off each other well. Yep, I agree. Final thoughts? Um, good movie. I enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyable. It's and definitely it, my favorite movie about dodgeball. <laughs> Have there been any other dodgeball movies? They've had a couple shorts off this, and they've had a couple. By the way, I forgot that Rip Torn Torn was in Men in Black. I'd forgotten about that. I'm sure that was a great movie. He was. You never saw any of the Men in Blacks either? No. Okay. (laughs) I watch what you tell me to. All right. All right, so that's going to do it. Mm. Usually at this point, we decide what we're going to do next time, but we haven't talked about that at all. No. We'll just have to leave that dangling then. Yeah, deep tease. Yep. Bobby Hensley, Sean Styers, two guys talking sports movies. Out. See ya.